What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourself or stop, because we ain't known that no more. Y'all already know where you're at. Hey, listen, I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. Along with my co-host, state your name, Steven, nigga from Jamaica. Steven, City P. Watson, your bomba clad boy. <laughs> and together that will make us. The goddamn brothers, oh, boy. You bet your sweet ass that is true. People, yes, yes, guess yes. what we're going to be talking about? A lot of bougie shit. Mm-hmm. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about this little rift going on inside of the royal family of England. Mm-hmm. You got a couple of people feuding like the Montagues and the Capulets. And for those who didn't take seventh grade English, I'm talking about Shakespeare. We specifically dealing with Harry and Meghan Markey because they did an interview with Oprah and they revealed a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So just like the brothers always do, we got to break that down and make sure y'all understand what's really going on. Might even have somebody come and talking about it. All right. Mm-hmm. But before we do any of that, mm-hmm. we got to get to a little bit of something we call Town Hall been to CEP with you. As always, shout out our usual suspects. Shout out my boy, my brother. JM DJ JMC, our official DJ for D- oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. DJ JMC and his brand, Daydreams to Reality. You got his Daydreams to Reality podcast, World's Greatest Podcast, Project X, all that available on Water TV. Water TV Whoa, on YouTube. Be sure to check them out. Also, shout out our homegirl Angelino Edwards for Starlight Beauty and Apparel. She's already dropping some new hot heat. Yes, hot heat. I hot, said it. Hot, hot heat. Heat for the spring collection. Yeah, and it's getting ready it. for the summer collection. She just dropped some whole cologne list and perfume list on her mm. sh- on her uh, page. All so right. be sure if you don't want to get your smell good, better go holler at her. Also, shout out our homegirl, Lanyel Dova Yoshi, for her for her uh, catering company, Yoshi's Choice. She got the food that'll make it go. <laughs> Hey, hold on, hold on. I just want to let somebody mm. know. You ever seen a nigga remember something with his hands? Yeah. <laughs> this nigga, this Man, that's what I'm like. So I... shout out to Yoshi. She got a ah food. Yeah, business. that's what I need. Mean. <laughs> niggas who food. remember things with their hands. Yes, yes, yes. You know I gotta remember. So just again, ah. shout out our homegirl Lionel Dover and her brand Yoshi's Choice. Get you some of that finger licking food as she is throwing it down in the kitchen. And as always, shout out our homegirl, our number one fan, Miss Keisha Hudson, and her brand, Pretty A- My Pretty AF. You can follow her on Instagram. It's her cosmetic line. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her on our Instagram, Keisha Lanise. She'll definitely get you and let you know when she's about to start dropping. Because she's about to start shipping out some products. Very, very soon. She told us to let y'all know Get your it's in. coming. Especially products that have a little self-defense stuff for the ladies who are out there in the street by themselves. That's also a dope look. Be sure to look out for that. She's going to be dropping them real soon. And as always, shout out to our viewers that come in here each and every week to tune in, to talk to us, to politic with us, to talk shit to us, whatever the case may be. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all for supporting the Brothers Podcast. We wild y'all, there wouldn't be no us. Because mm-hmm. we try to keep it real, and y'all keep it real with us. Mr. Bridges, what you got? So shout out to the people that makes the Brothers Podcast mm-hmm. worthwhile tuning into. Us! Because we couldn't do this without ourselves first, goddamn. Right, we had, had to be we got to be humble, but come on, man. It had to be a us first. We had to been in the gym. You know how this podcast started? Mm-hmm. We were sitting in the gym one day. We had been thinking about doing a podcast maybe about six months. 
Mm-hmm. And we just every day in the gym. Hey, man, you know what, man? We always talking because we would talk for six hours in the gym. We would get done with our workout at 2 o'clock and one lead the gym to about 830. Yeah. Just talking about shit like we talking right now. Mm-hmm. And one day we said, hey, man, let's go ahead and do this podcast. And that's how you got the brothers. So shout out to the people that made this happen, us. But shout out to the people that tune in every week and listen to us bump our gums. Because truly, and I'm being real, we couldn't have did anything without y'all's support. So shout out to y'all. Yes. Also, shout out to WIAN, Kevin Mumphreys in Nashville, Tennessee, because they gave us skin in the game on the syndication side of things, okay? Mm-hmm. So shout out to the boy. He hooked me up with a lot of licks dealing with a lot of celebrities, uh, putting me on as far as national, you know what I'm saying? So you always got to get your credit where it's due. When people are coming up and they're helping you, no matter if it's this big or this big, you always got to give them their respect, man. So shout out to you, bro. Kevin Mumphreys for doing what you did. And also, shout out to the 40 podcast engines that you can catch the brothers at. We talking about everything from Medium to Anchor to the biggest like Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, and everything in between. So what I need you to do, if you really want to get down with the brothers, I need you to go to this thing we call Google. I need you to type in this thing, the brothers. That's T-H-A-B-R-U-T-H. A-S. And if you really want to get specific with the search, put in the Brothers Podcast. It's going to pop up a whole archive. My face, his mug going to be there. And you can understand, learn, see who we are, and go over 96 to 97 of our past episodes. Because we've been dropping heat for about three and some odd change years, okay? So go on, tune that out so you can get familiar, catch up with what we're doing right now. Also, man, I think you got some things in the works. Oh, yeah, I got what some. You, what, what you got? Well, man? first of all, if you can't see, I remembered City of Minds. It's my personal brand. It's my own brand. It's coming out. It's going to be dropping some new content for that real, real soon. There's a lot of things that I got going on in this little noggin right here, and I'm going to let you know what it is real quick, real soon. Not going to tell you just yet, but there is going to be some creative writing. I haven't done that in a while. But there's going to be some creative writing involved in that one. So, also, also, shout out to us because we are going to start preparing for our annual Juneteenth barbecue. It is coming. It is coming. Because you ever notice, like, it's starting to get warm and then we kind of forget that, damn, this shit is coming up. We should start preparing for this. We should start cooking. Yes, we should start. (laughs) So, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The Juneteenth barbecue, please keep a lookout for the location and the information that we can give you for that to happen. No, do not bring any side plates, please. <laughs> you can bring a side plate, but don't bring a side dish. Don't bring a side dish. You can bring a styrofoam plate. Right, but don't bring a side dish. Only it's a few people that I allow right. to cook with me. Black people, we know this. Because like, I do know. the cooking in these things. I cook this food over here. I got two people I run to. So shout out to my girl, Kiera. Because listen, I don't care how old you get, I'm always going to ask you for some pasta. So, mm-hmm. you care, bring the pasta, and um, uh, everybody else bring some liquor. <laughs> but, well, no, no, you know what? I take care of liquor. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. The, I'm did. the guy that gets people fucked up. He damn near killed us the last time we did this. Hey, but hey, it wouldn't yeah, be a barbecue. I don't know what that was. It wouldn't be a city people time what barbecue. Was, what was the name of that? It was <laughs> Hunch Punch. What the hell was the name of that acid? It was Hunch Punch. <laughs> If you know what Hunch, Google Hunch Punch, Hunch Punch, Jesus, Punch Google Hunch Punch and understand what's in Hunch Punch and they'll understand why he has that reaction. You had to drink it with sugar. 
<laughs> you lucky yeah. I didn't have abs. Okay? Let me tell you something right now. You lucky I didn't have abs because I would have fucked everybody. Else. Yeah, we would have been hallucinating. In everybody area. probably would be. Everybody would have been climbing trees. Either the climbing trees or having seizures. <laughs> okay? You lucky forest. I didn't have it. All right. Just hey, saying. Because I tried to get it. I literally tried to get it. You're lucky. Hopefully, man. I tone it down this year because apparently no, 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 no. Keep, keep it, keep it coming. Well, saying, y'all want to be lightweights. <laughs> I'll tone it down. Keep it this coming. Year. You know, black people like to complain, but they mm-hmm. really want the shit to happen. Yeah, man, that shit was horrible. But just let's, let's keep just keep doing it. Keep All right, cool. All right, cool. <laughs> but uh, before we get into our topic, man, a couple of people asked me about the Brothers Foundation. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say something, man. On um, last week, uh, it's my job to recruit every HBCU in the United States, which is 107. And last week, we recruited our first HBCU, which is Central State University, to partner with the Brothers Foundation, okay? Now, that was worth some money. I'm not gonna give the actual sum, but trust me, it was a good amount. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody asked me, what is the foundation for? And I could have gave them the cookie cutter answer, but I'm just gonna keep it real. You know all the fucked up mistakes you made when you was going through college? Mm-hmm. You know when you had the academic advisor that gave you the wrong info as far as curse work, which made you add five to six more years on top of a four-year thing, four-year mm-hmm. program? You know all the remedial classes you had to take because you wasn't told what to do when you was in high school? You know all the administrative fees that you couldn't pay for, so you had to ask your uncles and all them they had to throw trunk parties? Oh, man. All that. Oh, all awesome. that. Oh, that literally God. makes you not be able to attend college. That's what the Brothers Foundation is for. Yeah, we correct all that. It's, it's, it's horrible. Yes, yeah, flashbacks. Jesus Christ. Most people don't know this about oh. me, but before I got my first degree, it took me 10 years Man, to get my fine. bachelor's degree. And you want to know why? Because an academic and financial advisor told me to get a parent plus loan one year. And the next year, I did not qualify for it. So $10,000 in 89 credits in, they made me start college all over again. Damn. So at 23, I had to start from the ground up. And so I made it my duty to never have another black boy, black boy going into manhood, to go through the type of stuff that I had to go through. Because if you can't take your knowledge and pay it back so they can move forward, what the hell you got knowledge for? So the Brothers Foundation is to prevent most of these black boys is going into a unfamiliar environment. Mm-hmm. Prevent them from making the horrible mistakes that could take 10 to 20 years of $50,000 worth of loans to get back. How many of y'all took out Parent Plus loans and all these loans, not because you had to go to school, but you wanted to get some sneakers or you wanted some refund money? All of these things that people don't tell these black kids about when they when they get to college. This is what the Brothers Foundation is correcting, giving you the skills to make it. What about those relationships when you was younger, 18, 19, didn't know how to handle having a girlfriend, going to school. Interpersonal development is what the Brothers is about. So you would be crazy not to have your young black boy that's about to transition from college to not be a part of the Brothers Foundation. We are going to be doing excellent things now. We're going to be doing excellent things in the future. And trust me, I'm not the type that gives up. So I will never quit doing what I'm doing. So if you want to get your young high school black teenage boy involved with the Brothers Foundation, I need you to hit me up at brothersfoundationchicago at gmail.com. That's brothersfoundationchicago at gmail.com. Accelerated programs, accelerated admission, paying for those fees, giving them a $400 a month stipend so he don't have to take out them dumbass student loans that he got to pay with interest 
in the future that is going to basically have him in financial ruins. And you all know how it is. Right. So let's prevent this shit before it happens. And the way you can do it, sign your kid up to the Brothers Foundation. Or just support the movement by your volunteer work, donations, or if you know a partner in HBCU that might want to get in contact with us, hit your boy Dante Chase Bridges up. I hope I answered your question. You see how serious he got about that shit? He, this is a serious ass thing. Like, this is deep because brothers need this. They need this because yes, we know that college can get pricey and you can be making a lot of bad financial decisions, a lot of bad personal decisions, and don't have anything to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And, and not, you, not only pricey, not to cut you off, but not only pricey, yeah. but in the first semester of a college career, you can literally add on two to three more years if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And everybody knows this. These academic and financial advisors at these schools don't know what the hell they be talking about half the time. But I'm going to yeah. give you all another tidbit. Some of them are told to tell you to take classes that you don't need so you can tack on more years to your college career so you can get more financial aid. Yes. So this is a dirty system. And if you don't know somebody that knows the ins and outs like me as far as this college side of the game, then you're going to fall victim at some point because there's pitfalls, there's hurdles, there's things there to take your money. You might have your black boy going to a filter uh, course which is nine times out of ten a science made to eliminate black kids did you know that so if you don't understand those things then they're going to fall victim and nobody's going to be there to blame let's prevent all that shit okay because the serious is real those first four years after 18 is one of the most important parts of a young black man's life in order to indoctrinate himself with something that he can take on and build back into his community. And I ain't talking about Schaumburg. I'm talking about Rosen in Chicago, West Poole, Morgan Park, Inglewood. I'm talking about that. Y'all those predominantly black owned areas. Predominantly black areas. And even, black areas. even areas in your state, in your city. Yeah. So I take this as serious as my life. This is nothing that I'm sneezing at. I devote all my time, all my free time towards this, okay? And I am going to guarantee that I won't stop until I get these black boys on the right path. So that's why I need you. If you do have a young black high school kid between the ages of 14 through 18, you immediately need to contact the Brothers Foundation Chicago at gmail.com. Yes. Get in contact with me, even if it's just more on a liaison, someone to talk to, mentor. You need this because we need this. Yes, yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, you got to kind of lead into the intro to the show now. So oh, yeah, we got a show to do. Right, I was about to this. get up out of here. Right, so you got more to do. <laughs> I got shit to do. No, right. listen. Let's recalibrate ourselves, including me. I'm going to take a sip of this wine. I ain't going to lie. I kind of want to wear this hat right now. Just this outrageous hat you have on right now. Oh, yeah, man. This, this is me. This is, this is, this is me. Like, like, come on, say, Bootsy! <laughs> hey, man, I'm sick of these. <laughs> but I'll never stop being me, so hey, whatever. Right. Hey, Bootsy Collins in the building now. Let's get, let's get going. Listen, people, we got a very, very important topic today. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people have been talking about it. I'm sure you looked at Oprah and you saw the interview that set waves. I didn't even know people of royalty could be in financial ruins. But now you know. 
Now you know, but it's yeah. a lot bigger than. I mean, we learned about it. If you watch Keeping Up with Kardashians, you heard about Scott Disick and his ass. Mm-hmm. You know? But I guess can't believe you wait. tied those two together. They worked, didn't it? <laughs> People, <laughs> we are talking about the royal family or the ex royal family of Prince Harry, former Prince Harry, and Meghan Markie. We're going to break that down, bro. And I, I think he has a last name. Does he have a last name? Yes, he has a last name. What's his last but name? But you cannot pronounce it. Well, I don't pronounce it. <laughs> is it like a legal thing or is this really hard to pronounce? No, it's a legal thing. What? Okay, yeah. whatever. But we're going to dig into that, man. But wait a minute. We're in America. What that got to do with us? How about we get on topic and you All talk right, about fine. it? fine. Fine. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. So, since my inquiring friend right here wants to uh, in, just what? inquire no, about everything. Okay. Right. Let's open up this topic, man. So, what I want you to do, Steve, I want you to tell the people or just brief the people. Synopsis, summary, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. On what is specifically going on with these two people of the royal family. So, if you haven't heard a couple of, like, the past two years, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry of the British royal family extradited themselves away from the family. Now, people don't want to have wondered that there's a big drama going on, what's really happening, they apparently have children now, what's the deal? So, this past Monday... Oprah Winfrey sat down with Harry and Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle to discuss what was going on. And man, they let some things out that we're kind of wondering, oh, oh really? But there's also some things like, for real, like Mm -hmm. you didn't know. For instance, one of the bigger, major things that came out of this story was the print, the royal family apparently questioned the skin color of their firstborn child. Meghan Markle was apparently so taken back about this, and Prince Harry was so taken back about this, they felt it was just outrageous that they were concerned that there were members of the British royal family that were concerned about the skin color of their child. Let's take it into a little context about this. Meghan Markle is half black, half white. Mm-hmm. Prince Harry is 100% white. Okay. So the chances this baby is going to come out pretty majority not black. So let's say 75% white, 25% black. Baby came out basically looking very gingerish. Okay. That's a good color. The problem with this is that they took it such a great offense that it literally blew Megan away to think it brought her into tears because she would never think people in this family would have this type of assumption or worry about the skin color of her baby. Basically saying this is kind of racist. To that, I would say, are you fucking kidding me? Talk about it, man. You mean to tell me that you didn't have a clue. Miss, I'm talking to Meghan Markle right now, right now. I'm talking to you, Meghan. You mean to tell me that you had no clue that there was some type of a caste system level racism in the British royal family? The a royal family, the same royal family has, I don't even know how to begin to say this. The same royal family that has lineage to British armies that have colonized about 85 to 90% of the world. You're talking about British royal family that, okay, we're going to start spreading maybe some conspiracy theories a little bit here, but actually had one of their own members killed 
because they had an affair with a black Egyptian. Mm. You mean to tell me the same royal family whose husband that you are of right now dressed up as a Nazi in a fucking Halloween party? Oh, shit. And it was on tabloid, and it was on every newspaper article all over Great Britain, and you mean to tell me you didn't think for a second there was at least a little bit of racism in this family? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. You didn't think for one second that there was any distinct level of racism where a member of that royal family would question the skin color of your baby. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, he said the F-bomb. He meant Yeah, are you serious? Are you that <laughs> delusional? No, honey, you're not delusional. You're not delusional. You knew. You know what? I think we need to bring a lot of context to this because, okay. um, you know, dealing with the royal family, dealing with England, dealing with, you know, all of this royalty, um, a lot of people have the same answer they got the same questions about you know why is it racism dealing with the royal family how could this have happened how couldn't she seen it come coming the one thing you have to understand racism inside of the british royal family is not only something that's there but it's been a way of life for thousands of years now what most people don't understand is britain england or britain or albania depending on when you break uh, pick it up this is a melanated island because if you don't understand, the UK was not actually founded. It wasn't discovered by what we call the Caucasian race. It was discovered by a pygmy race that went from Scotland, Ireland, all the way to what we call London, England. Okay. Now, the royalty did not start with the Caucasian on the British island. The royalty started with somebody that goes to a Bible that you read all the time, which is called King James, which was a melanated king, okay? We're dealing in a time when the melanated race, which was either Moors or Saracens, ruled England. And we're also dealing with a time with something that they called the Spanish Inquisition, and the Christian Crusades came in that brought the Caucasians, the Visigoths from Spain, came, this is a very history-laden uh, thing that I'm talking about. Yeah, saying. I know you're like, they're laying down the history on this. Came from the Visigoths all the way from the uh, Iberian Peninsula, AKA Spain, came to England and basically ransacked what we now know as quote-unquote black people. So the war to get the melanated blood out of the royal family is not something that's new. It's just a lot of people have never heard it in this particular context. So why is this pertinent to Meghan Markey? Meghan Markey is just an example of what the British royal family, or actually I should say non-royal, because you have to be related to AKA King David in order to be royal in the first place, dealing with European countries. So this is not technically the royal family. This is the family that usurped the King James bloodline, which was the person that wrote the Bible, which was a melanated black man, in order to become royal. But they have always had a vendetta of the melanated, a.k.a. black people. So for you to think that Meghan Markey isn't just a symbol or a microcosm of how the English Caucasians hated the sense of having dark-skinned people in the royal family, you got to be out your goddamn mind. This did not start with Meghan Markie. This started with Princess Harriet. This started with Princess Charlotte of what we now know as Charlotte, North Carolina. That was a black queen in London, okay? Mm -hmm. So this been going on for a long, long time, all right? This is just more of the same thing. 
So I advise y'all to go and learn the history of the British war family. You need to go and look at a book called There Are No Color Lines when you start to see all of the black royal coats that was not in places like Africa, but ruled over places like Germany, England, Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, the Danes, the Celts. I bet you thought that that was a white. No. These were all melanated tribes. So this been going on for a long time. And we ain't about to stop, man. So let's bring us back into right. this century. So let's go back into what this whole conversation is about. So Prince Harry decided that he wants to go out and make himself a mission that he wanted to extradite himself and his family from this. Mm -hmm. So my question is, and it if we were wondering how that was possible, we had a whole lot of content that came out of this. So, out of nowhere, we suddenly learned that he had an undisclosed stash of money that was given to him by his late mother, Princess Diana. We all know the story of Princess Diana. Um, an undisclosed amount of money that he's not, that he basically used to help him and his family get away from the from the uh, British royal family, basically immediate family they moved to Canada they realized Canada security would Canada would not allow them to have the type of security needed or they couldn't afford the security that was needed in order to protect themselves in case somewhere the British family decided they wanted to go after them so what did they do they moved back into the states and the weirdest thing happened they found refuge in Tyler Perry's home mm -hmm. yes the Tyler Perry the actor, the producer, the director, Tyler Perry, put them up in refuge. So Tyler Perry took them in, protected them, accommodated them, had them squared away. Oprah Winfrey gave them the voice where they decided to voice their displeasures. Now, you do know how we feel about Oprah. We do know that Oprah hasn't always represented the black community well as far as people think that she has. Oprah endorsed one of the most damaging things from a woman named Alice Walker who was the creator of black womanism. And what she endorsed, starred in, and gave her money to was a movie that you like called Color Purple. So... Oprah has a way of spreading propaganda that's not true and actually kind of destructive for who we you, are. Because if you learned about from the history, Color Purple seems to be some type of undisclosed victimhood that we seem to have to live with every single day. Especially the black man is the uh, number one woman beater, mm -hmm. the number one cheater, the number one philanderer. He is just the worst thing in the entire universe. And of course, the black woman is always a glorified victim. Yes. And that's really just not the case here. But Oprah is doing this interview because you know Shout what? Out to you, Oprah. Because you know how she is. She just loves a good black or somewhat black woman to be a victim of something. In this mm -hmm. case, Megan Markey was what? Megan Markey gave you the waterworks. She gave you her. I'm so hurt and devastated. <laughs> Prince Harry gave the whole, I ain't gonna tolerate this with my wife being like this. And we're just sitting here like, okay. As he should have. This is like, okay, mm -hmm. this is how we're going to run with this. This is how we're going to go with this. Let me tell you something, okay? You, Prince Harry came from a system of racism. You mean to tell me that all of a sudden that's just wiped away from him because he decided to adopt a half-black woman mm -hmm. as his wife and bring in a family that's going to be majority white? 
on his own end and decided he was going to give it up. It took a lot to get away from that family, from the British family, so he can order to do what he wanted to do. Or was it? I don't think it was. I don't think a lot of people was. What I don't like is this this fetishization now that people are having about this is how you can find true true love or these narratives existing about, oh, he gave up his royalty in order to be with the woman that he loves. And then you know how the black women like to correlate that to, you know, black men can never do that. And, you know, all that other bullshit that we keep throwing at us every single day. Right, Because right. y'all like to live in this Disney fantasy sometimes. Not to sound bitter. But <laughs> <laughs> the reality of this is, is that Megan is not stupid. We, ne- we don't think Megan Mark is stupid. So she had to have some understanding of how, how this family works. So spare me the whole you're upset because you because somebody in the family questioned the darkness of your baby. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. You really knew. And a matter of fact, I think you didn't take it that much seriously because in reality, and this is just me and my personal opinion. Now, you can take it whatever way you want and run with it. I think Meghan Markie really tried to play up the white side of herself. Mm, okay. In order to make this work. Because her entire career, her entire life, her entire fortune, in a lot of ways, has been built on the promotion of her being more of her white side. The fact that you're now playing the race card in this situation over yourself and your baby now. You have now introduced your black side to this situation. Your black side that you're never going to be able to eliminate ever again. So now that any situation you deal with, as far as any controversial subject involved this subject or furthermore, furthermore and henceforth, yeah. is going to be based on the identity of you being a black woman. Mm-hmm. So you've really just pushed this. Your black side into this, and now it's done for. Mm-hmm. Now you're just the black woman or the mixed black woman, right? That's dealing with racism out of the British royal family. Now you know I'm glad you're covering like the more up to date side of things because, yeah. like, I keep having to go back because I have to put context on this right. for the royal family to not want Meghan Markie to come inside of their bloodline is absolutely what they're supposed to be doing, okay? And the reason why I say this is because if I'm at war with a particular type of people, I, I am not going to try to welcome somebody unless I'm trying to make peace. If I'm trying to ransack their uh, country, just like Britain did with basically all of the Caribbean islands, the Jamaicas, uh, matter of fact, the Fuji Islands, uh, matter of fact, one of the South Pacific Islands, um, they literally told Queen Elizabeth that she can't be head of state no more. So they've been basically ramsapping and, in a sense, raping melanated, whether you be black, African-American or African-American on a Caribbean island. They've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So this is just more to do about the same situation. They were not going to allow Meghan Markie to come inside and tank the bloodline. Now, if this would have been the first prince, mm-hmm. this would have not happened because this would have literally put melanated back inside of the bloodline. And like I said, most people don't understand this. In order for a bloodline to be royal inside of the United States, inside of England, inside of European countries, it has to have some form of black blood inside of it. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that, but that's going all the way back to the Ethiopian uh, period and 
I'm not going to get too far into that. But what it shows is their bloodline is not royal. You ever heard of a snowball effect? Yeah. One thing happens, which leads to other thing. Now it's going downhill, gaining momentum. I believe one of the biggest things that Meghan Markey could be doing that hasn't came out yet is literally showing the world that the royal bloodline ain't royal at all. And when those beans spill out, all of the trillions of dollars that they have taken, all of the gold, all of the minerals, all of the things, the resources out of the world that they have taken out because the royal family is backed up by the highest family, which is the Roman Empire, the Pope. All of the things, the resources they have taken. Once people find out that they're not royal because in order to be royal, you need black blood inside of a, 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 a royal bloodline, shit will hit the fan. And this might be the prelude to something that can get way out of hand that you have no idea about. So I will say that Maggie Mark and Prince Harry may have unconventionally started something. They might have started a chain reaction. They may have started a chain reaction and maybe that's why people think this is so explosive of information. However, like we said, like I said before, let's take this with a grain of salt because Meghan Markie's certainly acting like she didn't know, think this was possible. Or know or think this was possible. Mm -hmm. And we, she should have known better. Right. Now, unconventionally, she may have started something. And I think we need to pay attention. We should try to pay attention a little bit more to the story and see what happens. Who knows? Maybe the truth will finally come out and we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. And other news about women being deceived. (laughs) You like that? You like that transition? You like that transition? God damn. Because, yeah. you know, we we, we, we got to bring the truth. Women, into. y'all need an advocate. Yeah, we, we need Because <laughs> y'all seem to fall for everything under the sun. How he like to frame things. Y- y'all, y'all, y'all need a Man, person. I don't know what the hell is going on. Because what we're going on right now, what we're about to talk about is something that was just news that was dropped. And hopefully our guests will come in and call in in a minute. But we're gonna bring y'all in up to speed real quick. We're so, gonna talk about a black brother. So, if you haven't heard a little story, Goldman Sachs, if you understand the bank, Goldman Sachs announced today their official one million woman initiative. Mm. In other words, what they're doing is they're planning to pledge $100 billion over the next 10 years to black women. That's a lot of FUBU shirts. That's a lot. Well, it's not supposed to be for FUBU shirts. So here's the article right here. The commitment is meant to channel capital and resources towards a group that has historically faced challenges exceptional. And guess what? We have our guest. Yo, man, what's going on? What's happening? Ladies and gentlemen, our guest of this evening is a good friend of mine online. His name is Jeffrey Dyer. Dry, excuse me, Dyer. I'm sorry I mispronounced your last name. It's Dyer. <laughs> Dyer. 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 Sorry, sorry, there. I know. <laughs> Jeffrey Dyer, he's got his own podcast called Uncivilized Radio. Be sure to check him out. What's up, Jeff? How you feeling, man? Much love to everybody from Chicago, everybody listening. What's going on, fellas? All right, all right. What's good with you, bro? What's going on? So, Not much. So we Enjoying are... Enjoying this warm weather. Oh, you know, right, man? Midwest getting warm weather it is something else. 
So Yes, sir. We are here. We're getting a little bit into the Goldman Sachs story. I was starting to bring up a little bit of a little context to it. So this article reads that the commitment is meant to channel capital and resources towards a group that has historically faced challenges accessingly. Goldman Sachs plans to invest in housing, health care, and other programs with the ultimate goal of narrowing the wealth gap between black women and others. The bank also will commit $100 million to philanthropy. Mm. Investments could include, for example, a company that reskills home care workers, an industry that employs many black women, a community development financial institution in the Deep South, and a health center in a predominantly black community of New Orleans. Mm. So, that seems that sounds pretty good, don't it? That sounds really, sounds really good. real building like. Right. But but like but like I told you earlier. Yeah. Like I told you earlier. And everybody knows this. What's the fine print in the contract? Because there's always fine print in the contract. There's always the fine print. There's all because see now I had discussed this with my wife earlier. Okay. And she mentioned to me that a part of it was for was 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 to go towards research and support for infant mortality rate which for black women and black children is four times the normal rate if it was anybody else mm-hmm. i believe that now now i have no problem with that if this is legit but look who we talking about goldman sachs yes. look who we talking about okay that's like that's like berkshire hathaway doing the same thing for black podcasters what's the catch man y'all need to go google Berkshire Hathaway because a lot of people are like huh who is that go google it google. oh okay well I, I tell you what yeah. Berkshire Hathaway is Warren Buffett <laughs> that's, that's, that's and and looking at Robin Hood I see why Warren Buffett is in the position that he in with his $392,000 a damn uh, share damn that's crazy so exactly <laughs> so in other words, you are not you're thinking there's a catch. You're not really buying this whole story because my thing was it's was first of all, it's specifically targeting black women. And we know how black women in the economy is. Black women are the biggest marketing engine of any quote in the entire United States. So to target them for this exact investment seems a little bit interesting. Mm. It seems real interesting. It's, Go ahead. It's very much interesting. Yes. It's very much interesting because it's like black women have gone through so much over time to where it takes for the worst presidency in history, the worst bout of racism in history, to now all of a sudden you want to take notice? Right. Because I bought that, that has me like, oh, let me. <laughs> I do have a question though, because it reminds me, and I want to pose this to you, Mr. Bridges. What's going on? This whole plan, I don't know, it, it felt like it's kind of reminiscent to me. It doesn't feel like a certain, I don't know, a certain rapper may have came up with this idea. Oh, you're talking about uh, Ice Tea? No. Ice Trey? No. Ice Pop? No. Icy sodas. No. Ice cube. Yes. Okay. So, isn't it kind of reminiscent (laughs) that Ice Cube kind of proposed this exact plan, but it was for everybody in the black community, not singling out black women? 
and this is supposed to be a government proposed option for it to liberate and stimulate the black community. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound? This doesn't this Goldman Sachs plan sound a little bit familiar or similar to that? But instead of the entire community, we're targeting black people. It's almost like like another interesting stat that a lot of these newspaper articles are running with this is that they're saying that the wealth gap between black women and white men is up to ninety percent of the difference. Mm. 90% They're saying that black women Make 90% less Than the average white man Or the average wealthy white man Jesus I kind of Jesus. feel like a little bit of a Of a crass thing to say Because a lot of people are making less A lot of races are making less than Wealthy white men yes. But why Latinos are dead, are dead last Yes yes they are So my question is just that <laughs> Why is it that we seem to be having that distinct parallel? Why are we comparing black women's wealth to white men's wealth? I want to know, Bronze, what do you feel about that? Well, first of all, you know, y'all kind of said it, y'all hit it on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, black women control the economy as far as, you know, urban economy yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we go straight into race, but we got to understand what racism is. Racism is not about because the skin color is dark. Racism is about there's a race for economic resources in specific groups. Now, those specific groups don't necessarily have to be black and white. They could be a black female. It could be an Indian woman. It could mm-hmm. be a Chinese man. So in this specific uh-huh. case, Goldman and Sachs is practicing racism, but they're practicing what we call interdisciplinary racism or intersectionality Ooh. racism, okay? Mm-hmm. Which means that they're specifically targeting black women in order to fund it. Why? Because black women are known statistically to fund things like this. Now, the biggest thing you can do is always follow the money. All money ain't good Now, if the Nation of Islam was giving black women $100 million in order to start up the organizations that Goldman Sachs is, Mm -hmm. I would tend to be on more of the safer side of the reason why. Because that money, nine times out of ten, is going to circulate in the black community. Right. But because we're talking about a... I can't even call them an organization. At this point, Goldman Sachs is like a cartel that went around for a long time. They had many names. Conglomerates. Yeah, they they had many (laughs) names. And some of the names you can readily identify, going back to the five royal families. But let's just say Goldman Sachs at this point. Why would they want to do anything to help the black community, especially black women? Mm -hmm. Like this always Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Jeff? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because if you think about it, it goes back to what I was just saying earlier. Why now? Exactly. Why now? Because black women have been trying since the beginning of time to get some form of equality. Mm-hmm. Whereas a black, you know, and and I really hate to say this, but the way that they have treated our sisters is where a woman with a bachelor's degree will get held back but a woman willing to do any and everything to get ahead they'll be the ones to get noticed which is sad because there's some strong and intelligent women out here that are sitting in positions that they are 
like my mom, for example, but before she retired from her job, they downgraded her to a position that she was 25 years overqualified for. Wow. You know, so it makes me ask the question, why now? Right. What's what's what's. Which goes back to what I was saying. What's the catch? Why not? You made a point that I wanted to bring up this point because as you those who don't know, we know women, black women also make up more than double to three times the level of academic collegiate graduation rates than black men. So there's actually more black women, there's far more black women graduating from college than black men because there's also more black women in higher level corporate positions in white America than black men. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it does bring the question of, and I'm going to, because we're going to have to stick with us because we are brothers and we, of course, we're going to have an opinion about this, is that why are black men being excluded from this specifically? Because are, are they not aware that black society, that the biggest problem in black wealth in the black community is the vision of the black household? There are no black, there's not enough black fathers in these black households. So the wealth and the money, and there's a lot of chances that a lot of these black women are going to end up in poverty or they have to be dependent on the welfare system to get by. And that's the deal that they have arranged over the years in order for us to not be involved in this situation. So when you go out there and you decide you want to pledge $10 billion to the black women to help start their own business, what are you really saying? We're talking about divisiveness. Right. So now, because you already know, we already know what the system we deal with. Most black women don't want to deal with a black man that don't make more money than them. Mm-hmm. So how is this situation helping the black community where black women look at this and say, well, if I can make this and I can make this happen, why can't you? As a spoken towards a black man. Yeah, how you feel about that, bro? You know... You know, what I think about that, you know what, and I think Brother Bridges will agree with me on this. Mm -hmm. I have a term for it in really sitting back and looking at it. Now, we've already had systemic racism. We already know about that. What this is, this is strategic divisional. Mm -hmm. Strategic division. Because if you think about it, a black woman, if she's eligible to get any piece of that 10 billion that they're pledging, Mm -hmm. if they get a piece of that and they have a brother that's working, say, at Chrysler or working in a factory or whatever. You and and this is how one of my divorces ended because she, because her paycheck was bigger than mine. We started looking down our noses, mm-hmm. right, at our brothers. Yes. It's always a okay? competition when it comes to money. It's yeah, because it's like you know you would rather cater to them giving you this money and rather than say okay i'm gonna use this money to help bring my brother up to help bring my husband up to be on my level i'm gonna use it as a conduit to make him feel furthermore like shit right and you, i have seen this happen i, I gotta piggyback on what you're saying because i absolutely agree and um i feel that you know this is what they want now on a just succinct level on a level of just right now they're in it to make money okay that that's what it is they're in it to make money but on a level that affects us as black men when you do and i'm about to catch some heat for this i could feel it already there you go i mean hey speak the truth brother it is what it is speak the truth when you only fund one side which is 
the women, which only makes up one third of a family because you have a woman, a man, and the children. Mm -hmm. When you only fund the one side, which is the woman, you literally put the whole family in jeopardy because a woman's natural position is not to make the most money inside of a family. Now, this is why I'm going to catch a lot of slack for this. Because although we live in a society that African-American women are making more than their male counterparts, mm -hmm. it goes against the laws or the universal laws. I always sum it up as the trickle-down effect. Now, if you have a black man and he is family-oriented, of course you're going to have some F-boys out there that's going to do their own thing, but we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. We're talking about family-oriented <laughs> black men. The money that he makes is going to go through his pocket into his wife's pocket, which is going to trickle down into his kid's pocket. Now, it's not in a woman's innate nature to have a specific amount of money, like the $100 billion that Goldman Sachs is going to fund with these black community organizations, which is going to trickle down into the black women. It's not in their nature to trickle down from her to her husband to her children. Her first and innate priority is her children, which always indirectly excludes the black men. And there is something that black men do, well, men or not do, when they get excluded. They walk away. So this indirectly affects the black family because it creates the division that we all know happens. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that black women can't make their amount of money, but we do understand that if you make the highest amount of money, I'm not able to contribute and we have children, you and the children are going to get funded. You and the children are going to get taken care of. Mm -hmm. But in your innate heart, you are not here to take care of a man. So this brings further division on the African-American family. Right. I believe that most people are going to take this money because what we say, hey, if they're giving it away, go ahead and take it. But this just further puts fire or further put logs on the fire of why the African-American community is so divided. Because we fail to remember that this is not individualism. In order for us to succeed, we have to be families and communities, not individuals inside of communities. Okay, and this is furthermore being divisive from a counterpart that really don't give a shit about black women to begin with. Matter of fact, you were the leaders in the slave trade no more than two, three hundred years ago. So you don't give a shit about black people or the further men of the black community or urban population or urban planning. You don't give a shit about us. You give a shit about making that return back operational costs. That's what you care about. Tax Goldman breaks. Tax Don't forget the tax breaks. That write off. Don't that charitable the write off. Because that, all, all that money that you're giving away is money that you had to give away in the first place. Because you had a certain lot of money you had to give away because you made too much goddamn money. Okay? Now, how can I do now, this? Now, personally, that makes me look good. Yeah, not. Politically gained, I agree. politically gained some edging. Yeah. Because, you know, the buzzword is support black women, black girls rock, all that, etc. Yeah. And do what you've been doing for the past 200 years causing division. What do you say, Jeff? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Because anybody who is blessed enough to get a piece of what this Goldman Sachs pie that's in the oven right now, mm -hmm. the one thing, the one thing that we as a people have stopped doing and that's communicating with our partners. Right. Now, 
Now, if my wife were to come to me and go, honey, I got, you know, I got approved for this. Let's sit down and break down and let's sit down and talk about it. Right. I would rather do that than have to deal with, okay, they give me this money. I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. There's a chance to taking that money because number one, no matter how much money they give away, no matter, I don't care who's in office, no matter how much money they give away, they're going to catch a tax break on that. And then not only that, that's going to be taxable income on your end. Yes. They're going to get their money back regardless. Right, definitely. And then some. And you used to say this isn't just not a grant, it's not a business grant. It could be like we didn't allow a PPP loan that you're just giving out instead of that can be converted to a grant. Unless you know the proper paperwork and channels to go through. And I have one more little go. tidbit I want to throw in. I've noticed on so and I tell you know tend I tend to kind of gauge the room or what. So I looked on social media a little bit, see the reactions of this, and I see a lot of black women seem to be supportive of this. They thinking that this is some type of a, a big monumental moment for them in order for them to achieve a certain level of financial security. Financial security that they feel like they no longer need a black man for, basically. Mm-hmm. So I will, because it's funding one million black women. One million black women that have taken this and actually proved to be successful with this will no longer require a black man or any man in their life to live with them in order to have a sustainable income. They can get it on their own and they only need a man because they want a, a man to compliment them or whatever they prefer. Mm-hmm. Which makes me kind of wonder There's a little bit Like when we talked about The fine writing When Jeff brought up the fine writing Isn't it interesting Fine the contract Exactly Are we talking about black women all together What about The lesbian black women What about What about the black trans people Okay. What about all these people who like black trans people who identify themselves as black women? Does that you also know, pertain to them too, or are we speaking? That is more? a very you 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 raise a very good question, brother. Because you raise a very good because question. Because we know a corporation like this always will seem to find a loophole, and I think a liberal and the liberal black women which would lead this and say, wait a minute. What about my my black gay friend over here that doesn't get the chance to get that type of loan because they don't identify that way? Mm-hmm. Or what about people who don't identify with any gender at all, like the type of black people in the community that don't identify with any gender? Do they are not are they not affected by this? So you have to look at, like I said, the fine writing of this. There's something going on with this thing that is not kosher. And if you take it, that's why. That's why I missed the fine print the contract. Right. <laughs> you don't know what exactly they're offering you or what it takes for you to receive this money. Now you know what I want to see. I want to see how you know the um, I'm gonna call it the black aristocrat women. You know the our celebrities, the Lisa Rays, the Regina Kings. You know when the Ice Cube plan came on. They basically lambasted Ice Cube for uh, putting in a section, or did he not put in a section for black women? They critiqued it with a fine-tooth comb. They went over it almost damn near bit by bit. Now, I want to see how much of critiquing is done by a Goldman Sachs plan. Well, you know why they're not going to do it? Because if if the report goes on to say that Issa Rae had a hand in this, she actually helped advise about this plan. 
It was her that they talked to her to consult her about what ways they can help black women and black men. So in other words, we ain't gonna hear the end of Lisa Ray's mouth about this. Uh, it's no. gonna be on Insecure Seven uh, shit in two weeks or something. Yeah. So, so basically, she's. It took a black woman to inspire this to happen. So I guess you know. You know something that I just thought about uh, is dealing with this, but it's just uh, overall. I believe that we're going to have to get used to this. Is an individual society within a community of black people now. We really hope and wish. And of course, we have our families, our black families. Like you just mentioned, you have a black family. I hope to have a black family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But oh, uh, you gonna get it? Don't worry, oh, we gonna, gonna get, get it. it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> but uh, you gonna get it? We hey, gonna, look, I tell you what, baby, it's DJ. gonna be a successful black what family. What up? You there you ass go. Better not be up right now. Y'all. What up? How you doing? <laughs> um, but we have became an individual community individuals a community made of individuals and we are both going for broke and what i see is that the african-american woman is not necessarily going more for broke but she's having more uh public opportunities handed to her Mm -hmm. in order for her to access and climb up that financial ladder a little bit more The only thing that I want us to do is shift our perspective. You can't look at a black man and wonder why you're not making it. When you clearly see that entities such as Goldman Sachs that don't give a shit about nobody except themselves is funding you in some type of capacity. You have to see the imbalance that's going on. You cannot use cognitive dissonance your entire life. If you want money and forget black men, just say so. Basically. But let's stop using the cognitive dissonance because you see the programs that's causing the division between the black families. If that's how you want it, look, okay. Open your mouth. Yeah, I can't do nothing with that, all right? right? But let's stop acting like you don't know this. Like, don't pretend. Black don't pretend that you don't think there's something funny about this. Trigger down effect is real. Right. And women, not even black women, don't necessarily trickle down to the husband than the kids. It usually goes straight to the kids if the woman has the money. And the man is typically, whether directly or indirectly, exiled from the family. Whether it be in one month or two years. So, you know what's happening. If you want to practice individual you know what else in the real? community... Just don't do it. What's up, bro? You know what else is real? What's going on? You know what else is real? What's up? And it, 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 it and I got told recently that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. The crabs in a barrel theory yeah. is far too real. Okay. This is far too real. Because this money, this money just put more crabs in that barrel. Mm-hmm. If if you really think about it. Because you okay, if you have a sister that gets this money. And then she basically forgets where she came from. Let's call it that. Okay, you got a man sitting on you. You got a man in your house that when you didn't have shit, he gave everything he could. And you get that money, and then it's like, oh, I want better. Whoa! Yeah. This man sacrificed everything. Yeah. And now it's like fuck him because you because you get a little money, right? Definitely, definitely. definitely. All right, Greg. I mean, I'm sorry, right. right. Jeff. We're gonna have to sign off because we're running out of time. I appreciate you talk, calling in and dropping your information, man. Please be sure to check out Uncivilized Radio dropping. When's your episode dropping? 
Uh, I probably might drop one tomorrow, but I tell y'all what. I'm going to do an episode, and I want both of y'all on there on Civilized Radio Detroit. I'm all I'm on Pandora, Spotify, let's do it. Let's do it. all of them. Let's do it. Let me let us know, man. All right, brother. Appreciate you calling in. All right, man. One love. Appreciate it. One love. Peace. Later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Be sure, like I said, Jake, shout out to our guest, Jeff Dyer on Uncivilized Radio. Tongue strokes happening in the Brothers Podcast. (laughs) All you out there, please, thank you. We appreciate it.